Mom, it's not even noon. All right, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to Wine Therapy. It is your co-host, Chris Evans, and the lovely Nancy with us again today. Hello. I'm so, so sorry, you guys, that it's been so long since our last episode. It is not entirely my fault. It's mainly Nancy's. (laughs) (laughs) We have been trying to find a time to record another episode for like three months now, and it just didn't work out (laughs) on multiple (laughs) occasions. Um, And, you know, we're not full-time podcasters we do actually have day jobs um unlike some of these other people but if there are sponsors out there that would like to make us (laughs) full-time podcasters i'm very open to that (laughs) um but yeah we do this for fun and so we've just life got in the way um but we promise we're going to um be releasing episodes more regularly going forward and we're trying to set up a schedule to kind of do that so hopefully, um, probably about bi-weekly, we'll do them um, and try to stay on top of that. Um, and in the meantime, please feel free to tweet at us um, at Wine Therapy Pod. Wait, is it at Wine Therapy Pod or Wine Therapy Pod? Yeah, I think it's on Twitter. It's wine- <laughs> on Twitter, it's Wine. Because, because our website is winetherapypodcast.com. Um, but no, I think I think... Wine therapy podcast is too long for how, for what what Twitter allows for a handle. So again, so, not full time podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so tweet us at Wine Therapy Pod if you have anything you wanted to talk about, um, especially in our on the couch segment. If you're looking for advice on something, or you just have some interesting, funny, or messy story you want us to talk about, um, so. There is so much to talk about since there, because there have been so many things that have happened since we were last here. Um, namely, the election happened, um, and that was a mess. <laughs> well, it was satisfying and, to see Biden claim the winner like 47 different times. That was kind of fun. Right. Well, it, it's, I mean, it's strange because it, it was only how many weeks ago eight weeks ago or something i don't do math i don't know (laughs) but it feels like it was forever i mean everything that's happened in the during the trump presidency feels like it 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 made it's made this four years feel like it's been like 30 so somebody just mentioned like the sarah huckabee fake pie scandal the other day like when she posted a fucking stock image pie on her twitter saying that she baked it and people exposed her oh god (laughs) and i was like oh my i I cannot believe that was only like two years ago or whenever that was because it just everything just feels like it was so long ago all of us being stuck at home it's we're all living groundhog day essentially right that too um so uh, yeah i mean i think the last episode we did i think we were expecting (laughs) we were expecting to be on the tail end of this covid saga Um, (laughs) and here we are almost a year later from our first lockdown and it's raging worse than ever um but so the election so 
I don't know where you were, Nancy, on election night. I was sitting in my bedroom crying. Yeah, I was getting blackout (laughs) drunk on my living room floor with, you know, some pizza boxes around me, (laughs) lots of empty bottles and cans. Um, Yeah, and then I got to a certain point of the night where I was like, Let's start ripping shots. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I I stayed in, but it was because uh, I had to I had adulting that I had to do. Like I sent in my absentee ballot super early because I didn't I mean, I would have happily risked the Rona to vote against Trump. But I was like, let me do the responsible thing. And, you know, just I'll vote by mail and that'll be totally fine. But I had to like. I had like a doctor's appointment or something on like actual election day and driving past and seeing the lines of people, some with masks, some without random cops around. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm glad I skipped this, (laughs) that I sent my thing in. Yeah, I mean, I, I just remember the feeling in 2016 when I was, I think I was following along on Reddit, actually, and, um, when I started seeing people say that basically there was no path and that, you know, she would have to like win this state and that state and maybe she wins half of Maine and this happens and like just fucking a beautiful mind style equations to to figure out how Hillary could possibly win. Oh, the second I saw her struggling with Virginia, I was like, pack it up, boys, it's over. Now I'm just going (laughs) to drink until I pass out because I can't handle it. Well, I was, I think at that time I needed to like live in that delusion for a second that there was still a possibility. So I was just like, you know what, at that point it was probably already around midnight or something like that. So I was like, I'm just going to go to sleep and hopefully wake up in the morning, check my phone and something miraculous would have happened because I like felt sick to my stomach. I I can't even recall another time when I felt like that in my life. Like, yeah. Yeah. It felt like if you've ever had a if you've ever been in a dream where you like fell off a building or something or you know what I mean like something something happened that was so dreadful and so hopeless and so like sudden that you're like I'm fucked and I'm going to die but you're you have to spend the next 30 seconds or however long it is like in that agony knowing you're going to die like yeah <laughs> that that kind of anxiety is like what it felt like and so I was like I don't know what else to do besides force myself to go to sleep i think at the time i was on painkillers from kidney stones or something so i had mm. like i had like a, i had a percocet sitting around somewhere that i was like i need to take this to just numb the pain the of the election yeah <laughs> yeah um but so that was just, i just had ptsd from that and i was like even though i was you know sure that biden was going to win it's like well that's what i thought last time too so yeah. Um, and so, you know, those, those first, that first like hour or two was really scary because that was before they had started cast, counting the mail in ballots and it was all just the in person ones. Yeah. Which, you know, most of the Trump people voted in person because Trump was stupid and told his people not to trust the, the mail. Um, and well, and also they so, think the virus is fake and don't give a shit about not going out. So, right. But, um, so, yeah, those first early returns were, like, scary. And I started, I was like, oh, my God, I'm starting to get flashbacks. I'm starting to get flashbacks from 2016. And people were like, don't freak out. Don't freak out. They're not counting the mail-in ballots yet. 
and you know they haven't reported the big counties with all the you know the people in it and um i think it was once once that big dump came from like detroit that's mm-hmm. when i was like oh shit we're good like because it, it, <laughs> it was it seemed to all happen like one right after the other like a big dump from detroit a big dump from atlanta a big dump from um milwaukee a big dump from uh what's the pennsylvania city uh, philadelphia Philly. yeah yeah and so the, yeah so that was that but it, yeah it was stressful for a while yeah. oh no and then all of the well now there's this lawsuits we're gonna recount and nope this is i i feel like I don't know if you ever watched Spongebob, but there's one episode where Mr. Krabs, they're like doing the same thing over and over. I don't remember what it is, but he's just like, give it up for day 23. And he looks like a cracked out insane person. That's just how I felt every single day where I woke up and I was like, okay, so they're still not officially calling it. So let me just sit here and keep refreshing Safari 45 times because maybe this will be (laughs) the moment when it comes through. But I remember when it actually was called by, I don't remember who called it first, but I think it was CNN that is where I saw it. I immediately was like, oh, honey, they did this on a Saturday so we could get proper fucked up. I'm going out to buy champagne. (laughs) I'm going to start popping balloons. Let me go buy a new copy of the Washington Post. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was here in New York and you. it was so kind of surreal because literally the moment it was announced like on whatever news station or um it was you could hear people like cheering in the streets and mm-hmm. i'm like where the fuck did people get all these damn air horns yeah <laughs> like, are, are like, people just hoarding air horns in their house for moments like this what the fuck cowbells and shit i don't yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> like who has this shit just lying around i mean i might have a party favor from new year's eve like seven years ago but that i don't have any of that shit it'd just be me with two pots and pans just like ting a ding a ding we're so happy <laughs> um but yeah i mean and that so yeah that whole saga was going on and you know thank god for black voters because yes. god. uh the and and thank God for Stacey Abrams and like all the organizers on the ground. In, yes, yes. In Georgia and in Michigan and everywhere because, you know, I mean, it it's what really scares me is I always felt there was a strong chance he would win mm-hmm. again, and the only thing that made me think he probably wouldn't win was because COVID happened, and because his response to it was so terrible and because so many Republicans, they don't change their votes unless Mm -hmm. something directly affects them. You know, it's like George Bush, like the only reason why he, why I feel like a lot of people voted for Obama that were, that previously voted for Republican was because George Bush completely destroyed the economy and it was like yeah. people were so desperate it was like we'll just take a change anything just yeah. you know even even if it's some black dude from Kenya that we think is a Muslim just fuck it anyone <laughs> remember when we thought that was the worst president we'd ever had George oh my W. God. Bush I think, I think about that I mean well here's the thing <laughs> he really was a, a terrible president oh yeah but, but now he looks amazing (laughs) like in hindsight now i'm like oh even though he was a total moron like but look he actually went to school like (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, the bar I, I will is so say low. This. I will say this. At the very least, you know, he may have been corrupt. He may have been racist. He may have been an idiot. He may have been, you know, trying to get us into a war to make up for some shit his father had, his unfinished business. Who knows what it was, you know, whatever. But I never doubted that he actually gave a shit about the United States as a country. Correct. Yes, I agree with that. Donald Trump, he literally does not give one shit about anybody in this country besides himself. Yes. Period. And, his, well, his D- daughter. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's for the ID channel. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a, that's a fucking episode of SVU. Yeah. Um, Forensic files. But, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so I felt, I felt like because of COVID, I mean, that has reached every corner of the country, you know, rural America, you know, suburbs, cities, white America. I mean, everywhere has been affected by it. And, um, you know, white seniors in particular are, to, are are usually a, a big Republican voting block. Yep. And they were being eviscerated by COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I was like, this may give us the, I mean, as horrible as this pandemic is, and of course I would rather that we not had it and that nobody died, but I feel like it's the one thing that really pushed people over the edge to either vote for Trump, I mean, excuse me, vote for Biden or simply not or, you know, not be enthused enough by Trump to come out to vote. Um, so, but but what's what's really scary is that despite all of that, despite how badly he's bungled this pandemic, and not only that, but the fact that we actually have on tape calls from Bob, Wood, uh, Bob Woodward with Trump, where he admits to knowing about it in January, knowing how contagious it was, knowing how deadly it was, knowing that it was airborne. He admits to knowing all of that. And yet after those recorded calls went on television and told people that it was going to be fine, that it was going to go away, that it was just like the flu, we don't need to wear masks. How after all of that, there are still 70 plus million people who voted for him. That is the part that just astounds me. Well, and I love the hypocrisy that comes out of the people that do support him, where they're like, it is my body and my right. You are not going to tell me to wear a mask. Oh, I'm sorry, girl. Didn't you say you were pro-life, too? How's that work? That, that's weird. No, no I, they're pro-fetus. <laughs> yeah, I I think that was the first moment, because I remember very early in the pandemic, like, I was still going to work every day. Like, I, you know... not much had really changed. We kind of, I mean, it's horrible to say now, but we were just kind of joking about it and not in the sense of like, oh, look at these numbers. But me, like, I'm a heavy chain smoker. So if I'd cough, I would just look at everyone in the room and be like, it's not Rona, I swear. Like, I'm a smoker. That's all it is. Um, (laughs) Did you ever see, did you ever see the photo? I mean, you say you're joking about it, but I mean, quite frankly, a lot of us did in those early days because we didn't know how serious it was. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've dealt with things like Ebola and this, that, and the other, you know, swine flu. But, like, those came here and affected a small number of people before our government, like, got a hold on them. So I don't think any of us ever expected that it was going to become this thing that it that it has. But there was a photo of, 
somebody getting pulled over by the police. And they they put a fucking piece of paper up to the window saying, I have coronavirus, so they fucking couldn't roll down their window. Oh my god. And I was just, I remember seeing that photo at the time and fucking dying laughing. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, But it was like, we had been talking about it for a couple weeks and then all of a sudden it was like, nobody come back into the office until... Further notice, everyone is working from home. And I was like... Yeah, it was it was oh, like overnight. Yeah. O- overnight, it became really serious. And I remember getting really anxious. Like that that first day when all the lockdowns began. Um, and I'm reading all the updates online. And I'm like, okay, I'm actually scared. Like even though I was, I was in my house in North Carolina at the time. And I was completely secluded by myself and had no reason to go anywhere. I was like scared because i'm just like i've never seen anything like this in my lifetime i've never seen our country deal with something like this um to where people cannot leave their homes and we don't know when this is going to be over and like it was just scary i think it's i think it's just scary to go through something that is potentially deadly where it's so it's so unprecedented you know what i mean like just the uncertainty of like how do we get on the other side of this. Well, and the other thing too that really freaked me out is I'm way too shitty of an adult to handle like the grocery stores being empty. Like, do you think I plan ahead and have a stockpile of things like toilet paper and food? No. <laughs> like that that was my fear. Uh cause when I I had to travel during the pandemic for work and then I finally came home and I was like, okay, I need to you know, I've been gone for over a month. I need to go grocery shopping. I need to get stuff. And I'm literally walking through the grocery store and nothing. There's nothing. Like, I think that first grocery trip that I went on, there was no toilet paper, no paper towels. Um, thankfully, I had some in my apartment. But me going through the entire frozen food section and being like, Okay, so there's one bag of meat tortellini here. I guess I'll just grab that. And, oh, there's no bread anywhere. I guess I'll just get this one thing of bologna and maybe that'll get me by. That was very scary for me early on because I was like, I I live alone. What am I going to do? Like, if the stores – and then I tried to – I tried to be a little bit more proactive and I asked the people at the grocery store that's near me. I'm like, so I just want to know, like, when do you guys get your truck? Because, like, I just want to show up as soon as you guys open so I can get, get some basic things. Because at this point, I, I, on average, I would say I go grocery shopping maybe once a month, if that. I tend to just load up and then I wait until things are down to the, like, very bare minimum bare cabinets. And then I go out again. So that's not really ideal in a – Hello? Okay. Is this better? Hold on. Is this better now? um so yeah the moral of the story is i'm a shitty adult (laughs) 
No, I'm sitting in front of it. There's nothing in front of my mic. My mic on my computer or my mic that's connected to the phone? Um... Uh, I don't think there's anything in front of my mic. I don't know where exactly where my mic is on this, to be honest. It's a fucking Chromebook, so, you know. Yeah. So, anyway. Um. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So because every time I would go, and honestly, I wasn't trying very frequently to go um, to the grocery store because I was trying to be very, you know, diligent with my quarantining and not make trips out with unnecessary risks. So I remember asking them, I was like, hey, so when does your truck come? Because I just want to show up like as soon as you guys open because my house I have like nothing left right now and I I mean sure I can do carry out and whatever but I need like actual things. So when does the truck come? They're like, "Well, it comes on Saturdays." And I was like, "Oh, okay. So that first Saturday that happened after that, I was immediately like 5 a.m. sitting outside the store waiting for them to open up and I was finally able to get like chicken breasts and, you know, bread and paper towels and toilet paper and, you know, dish soap. Like I, cause I was out of pretty much everything. Cause I didn't go shopping before I left for my work trip because I'm not coming back for a month. So why would I, you know what I mean? Why would I have anything stocked up? But so that was particularly messy, but I don't, uh, I remember when the first numbers came out for my state where we were at like 423 and I remember being like, oh, my God, I can't believe guys, 423. This is like out of control. And now we're over 300,000. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, so he completely bungled the entire response to this. And it's really sickening how so many of these people have politicized the entire thing. Well, to me, that's that was what the scariest part of of him being the president for the response when the CDC put out clear guidelines of wear your mask. And he's reading the statement and he's like, uh, you know, wear it or don't wear it. It's not required. I'm not going to be wearing mine. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like you are. I mean, we all knew he was crazy, but I was like, that is so reckless. And now all of his supporters are going to be like, well, Donald Trump he in there in Washington and he told me I ain't gotta wear a mask. I ain't gonna fucking wear a mask. I'm like, and I love seeing all these videos pop up of people like on massive oxygen, like crying and talking about how they wish that they had listened. And oh, then they caught coronavirus and now I need a lung transplant or whatever else. I'm like, yeah, idiot. If you listen to science, like, but yeah. Um, but I feel like these, I, I feel like they need to have like a master list of everyone who didn't follow the COVID protocols and refused to wear a mask and 
check that list when these motherfuckers check into the emergency room and be like, no, sorry. <laughs> like, We're we don't have up, an ICU bed for you. <laughs> we don't have a ventilator. You're fucked. Go back to the parking lot and die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's ridiculous. I mean, these, these poor healthcare workers are working like 48-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. And there's no end in sight. And they're having to, like, treat people in the parking lots because there's no space. <clears throat> and it's it's it could, it's all avoidable if people just fucking followed the directions. Yep. Like, and then well, I see people, if you go to, um, I mean, I'm seeing people on social media in places like Florida where everything is just returned to normal. Like, there's people packed into bars and shit. Because they just can't stand to not have their lame-ass Friday night karaoke with Brenda and Shirley at the fucking local watering hole. And they just have no regard for the fact that we're in a pandemic. Well, the second we started releasing how to wash your hands videos, I knew we were fucked as a country. (laughs) I was like, we really need to explain what song verses you can sing twice. And that shows that it was 30 seconds of washing your hands. Like, dear God, (laughs) that's when I knew it was going to be bad. Well, there's a whole thing that came out, a poll of people washing their hands. And it basically said the biggest group that doesn't wash their hands is white people. And the well, white the men. overall, <laughs> overall, it was white people, but white men in particular don't wash their hands. Hold on, let me put um, on a really shocked tone. <laughs> oh my god, the white men were dirty. That's crazy. <laughs> Which is, you know, completely coincidentally, um, also the group least likely to wear masks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the dirtiest ones are the ones. Who refuse to wear masks to shield the rest of us from their nasty asses. But welcome to the United States. Um, but so, yeah, so the, the election happened. Thankfully, it turned out the right way, despite the fact that they spent months and are still now trying to contest the fucking results of the election. And then, of course... There was this uh, special election, two special elections for the Senate that just went our way last week. So we're going to have some kind of normalcy return to our government. And I just uh, like I want to just I want to go back to logging onto social media to just like see pictures of people's cats, talk shit about like what happened on fucking American Idol and like memes <laughs> like, yeah i i don't want to fucking just be constantly doom scrolling like oh my god what horrible thing happened today like what how far have we fallen <laughs> into a banana republic this week like yeah i just want to go back to normal life of not knowing what the fuck the government is doing every damn day remember when you weren't ashamed to be an american <laughs> vaguely like <laughs> I have, because I have some friends that are abroad, and of course, when stuff happens in the news and all during Trump's presidency, I'll just get a random, you know, email here or there where they're like, man, America's wild. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, we're doing our best, I guess. This is our best. (laughs) Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. 
Um, but tangentially uh, election-related, uh, we're going back to some things that happened earlier um, because we hadn't recorded yet. But um, we, so we have, first of all, Trump telling people that on the, on January 20th, when he's supposed to be leaving, or when Joe Biden is being inaugurated, that he's not going to leave the White House. Like, physically not leave. Um, which I kind of would be excited to see, <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, basically, like, they're going to drag you out. Like, you're at, at 12 Chris? noon on January 20th, you will no longer have, you, they Chris, will be trespassed. I can't hear you if you're talking. <clears throat> so I'm not sure what you think it does for you to just be like, hmm, I'm not leaving. Sorry, that, it, you completely dropped out um, for a second there, so I didn't hear part of that. No, I was just saying uh, Trump is uh, threatening to, on January 20th, not leave. Can we just, like, can we just set up a bunch of cameras? And, like, I would pay a lot of money for footage <laughs> of him being dragged out by his literal hair and his, you know, 57-inch belt loops. Like, bitch, I would happily pay to see that. So, yeah, let him let him go ahead and try and stay in there. Try to dig in like a tick. Please, just broadcast it so we all can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's all... there. So, I don't know exactly what the protocol is, obviously because it's unprecedented. I don't think any of us do of what they would do if he wouldn't leave. Like if, it, if what agency is responsible for removing him? Like if, I, I guess it would be the secret service, but how does that work when the secret service, he also has his own secret service detail. Um, Rock, paper, scissors. But, <laughs> but like, would it be the secret service? Would it be U.S. Marshals? Would it be the military? Like, I don't, I don't know specifically what, like law enforcement agency would be responsible for removing him. But um, yeah, I mean, if they put that shit up on, I mean, if he were smart, because we knew, we do know from his, from the tax returns that we've seen of his from, I think New York state, that he's like $400 million in debt to someone. Um, and the debt's going to come due when he's no longer president. Uh, so yes. if I were him, I'd be like, you know what? Let me just real housewives this shit. And <clears throat> Let me create this really big spectacle on the day that I leave where they're going to have to like, we're going to be ripping art off the walls. We're going to, they're going to have to drag me out. We're going to make this big thing and set up like a real camera crew, like big, bring a Bravo camera crew, have everybody <laughs> wear body cams, set up a lighting kit in each room and turn it into a whole production and charge people to watch that shit on pay-per-view because <laughs> you would make probably like a hundred million dollars just from people paying to see him get removed from the white house oh yeah national debt would be gone immediately <laughs> immediately yeah um but yeah so and there's been i guess there's been different theories of of what people could do like someone was there was a rumor last week 
that I'm not sure if there's any truth to it, but that they were saying, um, I guess there's some other like adjacent White House building that um, I don't know what it's called, but there's another building that they were saying that once Biden is inaugurated that he would work out of until Trump left. And that what they were going to do was like turn off all the utilities to smoke them out. So like, that's turn hilarious. Off <laughs> turn off the water. Turn off the electric. Like he can't watch Fox News. He can't tweet. He, well, he can't tweet anymore anyway. But thank God. Um, <laughs> and just and just smoke them out that way. Um, but I think that was just. I think that was an unsubstantiated rumor. But who knows? Either way, bitch. <laughs> on January twentieth, your ass is getting removed. And Aren't they? Out. But like. I don't know, what's the normal timeline for the sitting president to essentially move out of the White House? Like, in a normal world, that is. Like, is it normally, like, a week before the inauguration? Is it, like, what is the timeline normally? I'm not, yeah, it's a good question. I'm not sure, like, when they actually start physically getting their stuff out. Um, I mean, certainly, I don't think anybody waits until, like, the day of to be like, okay, now we're leaving. Here's the keys. Here's my, you know, where's my security deposit? Yeah. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad that we're even having to think, to think about this sort of thing, but, um, I have no idea. I really don't. Um, but now they're saying that he's planning to do this whole big spectacle in Florida at Mar-a-Lago where he's going to like, as counter programming to Biden's inauguration, He's going to, like, make this big display where he's going to fly Air Force One off, fly it off the White House lawn and then arrive at his rally in Mar-a-Lago on Air Force One to greet his supporters and have, like, a whole big rally there to, you know, celebrate or whatever it's supposed to be. Ew. Um, But... uh, yeah. <laughs> I just... I, oh my God. So I don't know. I don't know what Trump support looks like around you or like what kind of stuff you've seen. But like, did you read about that Trump train bullshit? It's where a, the Trump train. Sweetie, I'm in New York. We don't have Trump supporters here. No, but I meant, I didn't know if, like, while you were in North Carolina at all leading up to the election, if you had seen anything. No, my my area in North Carolina is extremely blue. Everyone's either a black person or, like, a white liberal. Love it. So there was something called the Trump train that was going on near me. um, And it's literally where bunch of angry unwashed white men in pickup trucks put big flags um and shit on the back of their car and then they pick like locations to drive through right i've been seeing it all fucking year it's annoying um and of course none of them have masks on it's a whole big thing um i will say what gave me actual hope for the first time in a long time um was the weekend prior to the election it was like Saturday or Sunday, I think. And I was, you know, out driving and there was one side of the road and it's all these fucking maggots and Trump supporters with their flags and their diabetes and their obesity. And then I look to the other side of the road and there's a huge crowd of 
Biden-Harris supporters with signs and, you know, dressed up. And it that was the first moment where I was like, oh, my God, like, we do have a shot. We do have a shot. I cried and I was very loud and obnoxious and rolled down my window and was screaming and like waving at all the Biden-Harris supporters and then like screaming fuck you to the Trump supporters. It was really fun. But uh, that- Yeah, I haven't seen any of the Trump train stuff in person, but I've seen it on social media. It's cringe and as fuck what in I person. What I think is hilarious is there's a video of, I, I forget what state it was in. Um, it might have been Michigan. I forget. I'll have to look it back up. But they had they had made their way into a black part of town. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and the whole, like, all these black people came out into the street and just, like, dragged them for filth and was, like, oh. surrounding their cars and shit and made them completely, like, shook. And they got in their fucking trucks and turned around and left. It was fucking I hilarious. love it. Yeah, because I've like, seen the- them... Like, literally assembling at, like, gas stations near me where they're all like, all right, y'all ready? We're going to head out now. And I'm just standing there like, Jesus Christ. I just wanted to come here and get an Italian sub, and now I have to look at this bullshit. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. So remember in 2016 how I told you that my landlord had those little Trump, like, side of the road signs stuck in? And someone kept pulling him out, and he asked me if it was me doing it. And I was like, no, but that's <laughs> hilarious. Um, So this year and I don't know when he did this because I didn't hear anything I didn't see anybody I was just hanging out in the apartment I went outside to go smoke all of a sudden there is this like six foot by four foot Trump pence sign that's been reinforced with two by fours and all this shit and I was like oh god people are gonna drive past here and think that I did that this is genuinely disturbing but I will say Uh, after that Saturday where uh, they confirmed that Biden won, he very quietly came here and got it (laughs) and left. But uh, there are a bunch of people around here that still have Trump-Pence stuff all over the place. Yeah. And there's there's a sign that I passed uh, the other day that said, uh, Democrats for Trump, liberals suck. All right. (laughs) The fuck ever. Yeah, it's some cringe. Um, so, yeah, so they've been, ever since Election Day, they've been pushing all of these conspiracy theories about voter fraud. And if you recall, uh, as we mentioned, there was like a couple of hours when Trump was leading before the mail-in ballots came in, and... He tweeted out around, I think, midnight, maybe a little earlier, that he's won. <laughs> like, he tweet, he tweeted out that he won the election and, like, declared that he was the winner before the fucking votes were being finished, were finished being counted. I and still then, can't as, believe... as they continued to count, he's talking about, you know, oh, they need to stop the count, stop the count. That, that was because, that was the, the first wave of all of it was telling everyone to stop counting because if you recall it took them like you know a week and a half or whatever to finish all the damn counting stop the count stop the count that's what i still cannot believe because i had read about different um like initiatives leading up to the 2020 election about how to you know be proactive because they're gonna 
have way more mail-in ballots this year because of the pandemic and everything that's been going on and how to, you know, disposition them in a more timely fashion if you start counting them earlier. And every single one of those efforts stalled. So when I was sitting there watching the news and they were like, and they've just now started with the mail-in ballots, I was like, oh my God, like... I always vote in person. This is the first year I've ever done a mail-in ballot. I'll probably do mail-in ballots from here on out. Um, but I I cannot imagine what a nightmare that was of seeing this massive room full of ballots that you're not allowed to touch or do anything with until, you know, 6 p.m. on election day or whatever time it was that they started them. I that We could have had our results so much faster and not had to wait 75 years (laughs) to hear that Biden won. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know how they handle it in other countries, but I don't understand the idea of waiting until election day to count the mail-ins. I don't either. Other than, I guess, them not wanting the results of the mail-in ballots to, like, affect people's votes or something. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But I I would think, I would think you would start, that you could start the count prior to the actual election day, and then you just wouldn't publicize those numbers until it was officially, like, polls are open, right? Because I yeah, could see Yeah, but those would end up leaking anyway. Well, that, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, they could, they could at least start counting on election day, like, not wait until after the polls have closed. Yeah, yeah. So, that, you know what I mean? Like, they could start, because they could start counting on election day and then just report the results of the, the votes in this... Same way that they do the regular ones later that evening. Well, but, and I did read, too, though, that because of the pandemic, the amount of volunteers that normally assist with the elections dropped by, like, a massive amount. So Right. That's true, too. Because normally it's, like, older people, mostly older women that are, like, the poll workers and stuff. And mm-hmm. people who, you know, fall obviously fall into the high-risk group. So mm-hmm. um, I did read that there were a lot of college students that did volunteer this year. But that's yeah, sweet. that's I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. Um, but <laughs> the, I'm just remembering like all that time we were fucking waiting for Nevada to drop their results and shit. Oh and my all those god, memes, those yeah. memes that were coming out. I don't know how we survived anything before memes. If I'm being totally honest, someone yeah, I don't. <laughs> someone sent me one where it was like the next time that I don't get a text back right away, I'm just gonna send. You're acting like Nevada right now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was like they started out with this whole stop the vote thing. Then we finally, you know, they they made Georgia do a hand recount. They did. Then they, or, I'm sorry, they, they made them do a hand count. Then they made them do a recount, a hand recount after the count, after the hand count. I wonder how many people which, killed themselves. <laughs> Can you imagine you just got done with all of that? And they're like, okay, so um, number one, thank you so much. Uh, number two, we need it by hand now. Like, I I just throw all the ballots in there and be like, fuck it, I quit. The well, they do get paid to do it, so. Not enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also the money, um, most of the time, unless you, usually states have laws that if the vote threshold or if the you know win threshold is within a certain percentage, there's an automatic recount and that's paid for by the state. Mm. But anybody can request a recount um, regardless of the amount, but yeah. they have to pay for it. So essentially, 
these poll workers got paid by the Trump campaign to recount the votes, which ultimately ended up either having pretty much the same result, or in some cases, Biden ended up having more votes than he did before. (laughs) Yeah. Look at God um, work. So that was a waste of time and money. Um, But I love that when he asked, I think it was Wisconsin, he asked to recount. And they were like, sure, we'll recount, but you have to escrow us half the money first before we even start this bitch. Because until we see that in our account, until we see that deposit hit, that direct deposit, child, we are mm-hmm. not we are not even raising a hand to start doing this recount because we you are known for not paying your bills and we're not about that life. Yep. And we're not taking the White House as collateral, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um but so yeah, so so we started out with the stop account and they finally counted and then it was like, okay, well now we're gonna sue saying that like there were dead people that voted or people who voted twice or um, what else did they say? That um, the signature verification was fake because a lot of these states have these very, there's all of these like voter suppression tactics that come from the Jim Crow era that are still around where they were basically trying to put up barriers for black people to be able to vote. Um, you know, and it was, if you watch the movie Selma, the Ava DuVernay movie, it, it shows oh. how, how they did that. But it Such would be stuff thing. like, you know, here's a here's a jar of jelly beans. Tell us how many, you know, beans are in the jar and then you can vote. Or like, you know, name all 50 states and the capital of each state and then you can vote. Or like stuff like that where it was obviously designed to keep people from voting. Yeah. Um, but then there's other stuff that's more subtle that is still around, like the signature verification where basically, um, I mean, and I think it's done slightly differently depending on which state but essentially they have your signature on file from i guess when you registered to vote or maybe um like the last time you voted or something like that and you can vote you can go to the go to the polls and vote but if your signature because you know um when or at least in new york anyway when i go to vote they pull out like a book and they say oh here's your name okay sign here next to your name in print or whatever when you vote when they go to count your vote, if your signature does not match what your signature was on your voter registration, they will throw out your vote. So what is crazy to me about that, though, is I was watching um, a documentary specifically about the the laws um, or the things that are in place with validating the votes. And they literally showed what Richard Nixon's signature looked like at the beginning of his presidency and then what it looked like at the end of his presidency and how much your signature just changes over the course of your life. So all these people uh, were finding out way after the fact from, you know, the 2016 election that their vote was never counted because they rejected their signature. And they're like, no, that like, that's me, but that signature is from when I was, you know, 18. Yeah, it changed. So that was very interesting yeah, to watch. And that's the thing is it's like, okay, if you're, if you're claim because the, the, the data is clear that it's mostly black neighborhoods or, you know, black counties where most of the, the signatures have been rejected. So it's clear what the intention is behind it, behind keeping that in place. But um, if they really were saying, okay, this isn't about race, this isn't about being biased against Democrats or whatever, um, this really is about just us wanting to make sure that the right person's voting, then why wouldn't you be required to notify people 
that their vote was rejected. Yeah, because, that is crazy to me. Because after the um, after the election, you know, because Georgia um, was still counting, and I believe North Carolina was counting as well, um, up to like a week afterwards, they were trying to get the word out to everyone. If you voted in Georgia or you voted here, you need to like go to this website and check to see if your ballot was rejected because it'll it'll tell you if you if you take it upon yourself to check. It'll tell you whether your ballot was counted or rejected. And if you if it was rejected, you have an opportunity to quote unquote cure your ballot so that your signature matches um, the original signature. But you have to take it upon yourself to check that to see if you were rejected. Most people don't don't even realize that that's a thing. Yeah. So um, so if they really if it really was about just, well, we just want to make sure that no voter fraud is taking place, then you would have. Uh, you would put something in place to notify people when they their votes don't count. Also, um, that's one of the things that the Republicans were suing about in, I believe, Michigan, um, was that they were saying um, so in places in the in the Democratic um, counties where they're where the politicians there are, are Democrats, they put out notices to all their constituents saying hey guys check your ballots cure your ballots you know make sure your ballot was counted the republican controlled counties didn't do that for obvious reasons because they didn't want more people to check and get their ballots um Mm -hmm. secured so in their lawsuit uh in federal court what rudy giuliani's dumbass was arguing was that well the um the republican leaning counties the the voters in those counties didn't have a chance to secure their to to cure their ballot and it's like well that's their fault (laughs) like you can't you can't be upset that the democrats actually wanted people's ballots to count so they told them to check it but your stupid ass people didn't so they didn't do anything like that's not it's no one's fault but their own. So, well, and I fully believe that they were convinced that they had this election in the bag, that there was no way that Biden would win. Well, I think they know that generally the more people vote, the more likely it is for a Democrat to win. And yep. that they also knew that most Democrats were voting by mail and most Republicans were voting in person. So it's it's just one of those things where it's like, Everything they're doing is so anti-democratic and so fascist that it's 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 really quite scary how many people have decided to go along with this scam and this yep. sham that this wasn't, you know, a legitimate win. So that leads us into <laughs> talking about the Proud Boys, which um, if you don't know who the Proud Boys are, they are from my view, a white supremacist group um, of basically incels who they, you know, they hate black people, they hate um, Jews, they hate women. They're a far right group. Um, I think they were founded by this guy, Gavin McInnes, who um, was one of the co-founders of Vice. Um, which should tell you a lot about Vice, actually. Um, <laughs> and um, they... So they 
have different chapters um, around the country. And one of the chapters, one of the chapters in Florida is actually headed up by this guy named Enrique Terrio, who is um, Afro-Cuban. What? And <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so make that make sense. Um, and he actually just got arrested a couple of days ago because um, in one of the protests that they were doing or whatever it was, I don't remember where, but they um, destroyed, I think, a Black Lives Matter sign that was at a church or something. And um, the police didn't know who did it. I mean, they knew that it was the Proud Boys, but, you know, they, did, they didn't know a person to be able to charge. So uh, Enrique Terrio on Parlor, which, <laughs> which is now going down, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, he posted that, you know, oh, people are saying that this is a hate crime and that's false because, you know, I'm black and Cuban and I'm the one who destroyed the sign and blah, 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 blah. He basically admitted to it. What a moron. And even though I'm pretty sure he didn't do it, I think that he was, he, he basically was the patsy. Like, he, he was taking responsibility for it so that it wouldn't be seen as a hate crime, essentially. Gross. And... So he admitted to it on social media, on, on Parler. And they found him like a day later in DC, I believe, because he was there. I think he was there. I would think he was there for this whole Trump rally that happened. Um, riot. At the Capitol. You, you said riot yeah. wrong? Riot. It was a riot. <laughs> right, yeah. And um, they arrested him. And I guess at the time they arrested him, he also had like all these illegal guns and like ammunition in his car he wasn't supposed to have. So I think he thought he was going to be going away for like a misdemeanor. And now there's all these more serious charges. Was but, he the one that had the car full of Molotov cocktails? Um, no, that was somebody. I don't, I'm not sure if that was one of the Proud Boys. It might have been. Oh, but, okay. Um, but that was, yeah, that was totally separate. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, because that, he was arrested days before the rally, that um, before the riot or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, and um, so anyway, that so the Proud Boys, they're just this awful hate group. And um, they have, you know, they asked Trump about them, about them at the first debate. And if you recall, you know, he told them, he basically was asked to disavow them and tell them to stop what they were doing. And he said, you know, stand back and stand by, dumb Gross. fucker. And um, so anyway, oh my God, I'm, I'm looking them up on wikipedia and just seeing that their logo is a fucking rooster jesus um even though you know they all have like micro penises i'm sure Um, so uh where was i what was i talking about oh yeah so they they've been doing all these protests and um they pretty much every one of them has turned into a disaster where there's violence involved and there's people getting maced and beaten and all this other stuff. Um, and I don't know if they had anything to do with Gretchen Whitmer's um, attempted kidnapping, but they're just bad news in general. Yeah. Um, and God, I don't know if you saw that photo. Maybe I sent it to you of the guys who 
wearing those fucking dresses and then flash their asses at that um, rally that they did like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Ew, no, you didn't send me that and please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you really don't want to see it. It's like these old gross looking guys who haven't bathed in like a month. And yeah, I already were... have a sleep paralysis demon, so I'm <laughs> I'm really fine on that front. Like her and I are on good terms, so we don't need to we don't need to change her her form. Yeah. So, but yeah, there there was a rally they did where they were wearing they weren't wearing any underwear, and they they like lifted up their dress skirts and. They're, they had the words fuck Antifa written on their ass cheeks. And yeah. I bet you these and are like, the same type of men who are like, I don't wipe my my ass after I shit because that's gay. Like, I bet you, yeah. oh, the smell. <clears throat> oh, stop. I can't. <laughs> yeah. And like one of them had some low hanging balls that you could see. From Ew. Behind, uh, and it was, yeah. It was just. Oh, was God. Just, yeah. Yeah. Don't send it. <laughs> <laughs> it was gross. But, um, so. There's been these rallies that they've been having um, around the country that have gotten out of hand. And that leads us into what happened earlier this week at the Capitol, which was a fucking disgrace. So, like, how how were you made aware that things were happening? Because I literally had been napping because I I had. I woke up early that day. I think I woke up at like 5 or 6 a.m. And I just like fed Arya and then I went back to sleep. And I don't think I woke up until like 1 or something. Because I was steadily texting you and I was like, he must not be awake. Your texts are what woke me up, I think. Oh, sorry. Um, And I was like, (laughs) well, no, it it was good because I was like, what the fuck is going on? So then I checked social media and I was like, holy shit, what is going on? I mean, at first I thought like, oh, it's just like a, you know, protest is getting out of hand. But then when I saw the like updates on Twitter where it was like, no, people have breached the Capitol. They're on the floor of the house. They're on the floor. Like I was just sitting there in disbelief. Yeah. I, so like DC has been such a massive part of my life. Like constantly going there all throughout my life, different ages, different times. I remember like, losing my shit when our school field trip was like, so you guys are going to get to go into the Senate and the House of Representatives and we're going to go to the Supreme Court today. And because that was all pre 9-11, like some of the the tours and things I've gotten to do in D.C., I feel extremely lucky because I know after 9-11, they nipped a lot of that shit. Um, so I have a very deep, deep love um, of D.C. And I, that, watching that unfold Number one, my nerves went immediately through the roof. Like I, I was like stress vomiting because I was like, oh, my God, someone's going to get killed. So it's going to happen. People are going to die. Oh, my God. Like and I I made the mistake of clicking on a link today where I saw the footage of the police officer that got uh, beaten to death. And I regret clicking on that. But I the one are you talking about the one where there was like blood coming out of his mouth? Uh, no, it's a, a higher up one. Um, but you can see all the different directions of people with like crutches and bats and all like all just wailing down on him. It was the is this the one who was hit in the head with the um, fire extinguisher? Or yeah. One? Uh, no, no, no. The fire extinguisher one. That's the one inside the building. This is the one outside of the building. 
Jesus. It's, yeah, I don't recommend clicking on it. Um, uh, It was, but I don't think I've ever watched, the only other thing I can compare watching and feeling such, actually, no, I can't even compare it because I was a, I was a kid when 9-11 happened, right? I was in eighth grade. So like, I remember just being like, oh my God, this is insane. But I didn't contextually, I didn't feel the full impact. Watching this was terrifying, heartbreaking, upsetting. I I was in complete shock. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to just start shotgunning beers. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going back to work for the rest of the day. I'm logging off. I, yeah, that was... And when I saw the gallows that got put up with the noose and then seeing just Twitter flooding with all these images, I, and even days later, every day I find at least five or six brand new images that break my heart. Like some of the uh, presidential busts that were in the hallway that had blood all over the faces. They smeared shit all over the walls in one of the hallways, Um, seeing videos uploaded of trashed offices just it's it was heartbreaking and disgusting and i never like don't get me wrong i've never thought trump was one to do the right thing or that he particularly cared about america or anything but when joe biden came out and made his and i had a whole moment of like oh my god i remember when presidents used to talk and i felt like warm inside oh but he begged Trump, please tell these people to stop, get them out. And then Trump uploads that 30 second, you're very special. We love you. It's time to go. Like, dude, get fucked. That's so pathetic. And that's when I was truly, truly at a loss for words because I was like, this is like, I, I know he added fuel to the fire the whole way for that you know, quote unquote rally to turn into a riot and he didn't give a shit. And we saw footage of him enjoying watching what was happening uh, with his son and all their weird cronies. But I could not believe that he didn't. That was a chance he could have he could have actually looked like less of a piece of shit for once. But. Well, that assumes that he didn't want it to take place. Yeah. No, he he got exactly what he wanted. But if there was anything, any shred of him that gave a shit about his legacy, he would have just he would have just said, stop it, go home and not the you're very special. I love you. That weird Girl, bullshit. It literally came out yesterday that while the whole thing was happening. Because I'm sitting there watching the, the videos and I'm like. For those of you who have not been to D.C. and not been in and around the Capitol area, they have that shit locked down. Yep. Like, you can't get in and around there without somebody shoving a flashlight up your ass wondering why you're there. Move along. If you get lost and turned around and you get in that direction, like, you're, like, they have serious security there. So I'm sitting there watching the videos wondering, how the fuck... Did they even get past the police in the first place? How did these people get in so quickly? And I'm watching the videos and I'm like, okay, you, there's something like, um, I forget if it's 250 or 500,000, but there, but there's hundreds of thousands of capital 
police officers, they only had something like, I think, either 50,000 or 80,000 or something um, there on that day. So please explain to me how it makes sense when uh, you know that not only is there a big protest happening on this particular day, but it's a protest that's happening that's about overturning the results of the election. And at the time, you knew that you were going to have every senator there at once, yep. every House member there at once, plus the current vice president and the vice president-elect because she's a sitting senator. So yep. all of those factors involved, how did you not know that you were going to need like a fucking one a plus security for that motherfucking capital it doesn't make sense and everything that we're reading now and the videos we're seeing of some of these police officers who were on the front lines just letting moving the barricades and letting their asses walk the fuck in that's so disgusting and uh the failures of all of these um people in leadership i mean they fired them all you know they, they fired the um, sergeant at arms they fired the head uh, the head person of the capitol police they fired all everybody who's in leadership that was involved in this has been fired but i'm watching the videos thinking how did they even get this far and this close yeah then you have um then i'm sitting there thinking because i'm like freaking out watching it going okay this is getting worse as the minutes go on, because they're getting further in, more people are in. Some of them are just trolls that were just like, hey, we're going to, you know, pose sitting on the sitting at the speaker's desk and whatever. But some of them actually were armed, like with Molotov cocktails, with bombs, with guns, with other weapons. And so I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God, this is going to get so much worse. Someone's going to die. Like, someone is going to die. And they're going to, like, get to Nancy Pelosi or something. Or they're going to... I'm like, where is Kamala Harris? Somebody make sure she's safe. Like, what's going on? And I'm thinking, where the fuck is the backup? So then we read, okay, the D.C. mayor has requested um, the National Guard to show up for support. And we find out that... Donald Trump um, declined to allow the National Guard to respond because since D.C. is not a state, the federal government controls whether the National Guard responds. So so Larry Hogan in Maryland uh, reached out multiple times when he saw what was happening to say, we can deploy Maryland police to you right now. And apparently he was told multiple times no by the Trump administration. And it wasn't until later on that they ended up deploying uh, National Guard from Maryland and D.C. posts. Yeah. And that's the thing is that. Um, you wanted to watch it all burn know, down. <laughs> Trump wanted it Mar to burn bo down. Both Maryland and Virginia um, were trying to, to send their National Guard. And but they can't do it unless they get permission from dc from the the government in dc to enter the space mm -hmm. so um it came out yesterday that not only was trump denying the request for the national guard to respond but at the very same time 
he was calling because recall this is the reason why the protest was taking place was because there's a there's a ceremony that happens on January 6th where the Senate certifies the electoral votes it nothing can be changed it's not a thing where you can suddenly at the last minute decide we're going to flip one vote to something else it's it's just like a ceremony yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it's just it's just like a um a a formality it's but like high school graduation whole- you already did all the work and shit and you're good to go it's just everyone showing up in the goddamn gowns right and so that was the reason for this so-called protest was they wanted to they wanted the senators to not certify the results because they were so-called fraudulent. So <clears throat> while this riot was happening and while Trump was denying the request for the National Guard to respond, he was calling the senators and telling them to change their votes. Well, and I remember, so I remember that Trump came out saying that, you know, like Pence is going to do the right thing and make sure it's struck down and blah, blah, blah. And then apparently uh, there were some videos that surfaced uh, last week of once they were inside of people screaming, where's Pence? And him obviously being shook. And it was revealed that... uh, yeah, the Trumps didn't check in on him once during all those shenanigans, and they knew that Wait, he was... Wait, it actually shows Mike Pence? What? The, the video actually shows Mike Pence? No, it shows people screaming, where's Pence? Like, bring him out. One of the guys oh, that was no, walking... Oh, no, you said it showed him being shook. Oh, no, but obviously he would be shook. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish there was footage of him like, oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was... Because all of this was, of course, like from a very personal, you know, assistant or someone close to the, you know, vice president. But they said that, yeah, when he heard people screaming, where's Pence, that he was like obviously freaking out. And then uh, the Trumps made no effort to check in on him or his safety or his whereabouts during the entire ordeal. So how about that? Are you talking? Because if you are, I can't hear it. Oh, what was the last thing you heard? Oh, uh, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so, yeah, so this whole thing was just really scary and it took, you know, hours, hours after this whole thing began before the National Guard came in from the other states. And, you know, thank God whoever was there was able to do whatever they could to secure the Congress members and stuff. Yeah. But now we have, I think there's now a total, I don't know, I forget what the total is of how many people are dead. I heard five, that, but that was a couple of days ago. And someone, another police officer just died either today or last night, mm-hmm. um, who was like, because there were, there were a number of police officers that were injured. And yeah. I guess as the days have gone on, they've succumbed from their injuries. Um, 
but the big one that but everyone's talking the blue, about. Remember, isn't that what Trumpies love? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but the big one that everyone's talking about, probably because it was the one that was caught on video, is this woman Ashley Babbitt, who stupidly. So <clears throat> some of the people were in the like touristy parts of the Capitol where people are normally allowed to go publicly. Um, then they kind of pushed their way as as the as the hour went on, people were pushing their way further into areas where they weren't supposed to be, like, you know, going on to the actual floor of the Senate, going into Nancy Pelosi's office, Jim Clyburn's office, everybody's, you know, all the senior people's offices. Um, and <clears throat> there is a particular area where Pelosi and um, Pence were, which was, I believe it's called the Speaker's Lobby, or at least that's what it said on the door. Um, and that was the area that was the most heavily guarded um, because there was Secret Service because of Pence. And you can see in this, well, first of all, at the beginning when this whole thing came out, you saw her being pulled out on a stretcher with like, they were, they were doing compressions and there was clearly blood all around her neck. And at the time, we didn't know who it was, you know, if it was a protester, if it was a congressperson, a cop, whatever, we just knew somebody was clearly injured in the neck. And then later we find out that she was a Trump supporter who was one of the rioters. And then we see the actual video of when she was shot. And essentially what was happening was that area, that speaker's lobby where Pence was being held, they were trying to break in and the police were telling them do not come in here because we're going to have to shoot you. And they had like, I don't know if it was Secret Service. Uh, it was some type of tact, um, tactical team of people, like sharpshooter motherfuckers, because they had like real gear, like real scary ass rifles. And they had, they were inside the Capitol building right at the door, pointing the guns to the door as all these little smelly, unwashed Trumpsters are banging on the doors using like objects to try to bash it open. They couldn't get the doors open, but they were banging on the windows, which it, the windows must be bulletproof or something because it, they they were trying really hard to get those windows open. And it took like a lot of force to and, and effort to finally break one of the windows enough for them to be able to get in. But they ended up breaking one of the windows. And this woman, Ashley Babbitt, climbed up on the door into the window to try to get in. And she's wearing a, a big backpack on her back as she's doing it at the time. So who knows if she's got a gun in there, a bomb, a whatever. And as she's climbing in, the officer closest to the door is telling her, do not come in. I'm going to have to shoot you. She was warned multiple times and she was still crawling her ass in talking about you know, don't tread on me and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, stop the count or stop the vote or whatever the fuck. And they shot her ass. She got shot right in her motherfucking neck. And I don't think it took long for her ass to die because the guy was a really good shot. And <laughs> it looked like when they were pulling her out on the stretcher that she was already dead, quite frankly. Um, 
And so now you have all these people, you, you know, of course, look her up on her social media. Her name's Ashley Babbitt. I think her, her uh, Twitter page is still up. And she's talking all this shit about all the stuff they're going to do and, you know, how she's going to make Pelosi pay and, you know, all this other shit. So she's all big and bad talking on social media. And now they're running around talking about how she's a martyr and it's her death is basically the same as George Floyd. Well, it, it killed me when I started seeing posts that were saying like, but they didn't have to shoot her like she was unarmed. And I was like, oh, oh, so now you guys care about that? That's that's interesting, because when everyone was outraged all summer, when we were talking about George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, you guys, you know, just kept saying, well, you know, if you follow the rules, you wouldn't have anything to worry about. Like, they deserve what was coming to them. Um, very interesting. I literally saw a Twitter post that said, um, like, she was uh, an Air Force veteran and a true American hero. Hashtag say her name. Hashtag Ashley Babbitt. And I almost threw my phone across the room. Like, y'all are really going to try to hijack the say her name hashtag which is clearly about women of color being murdered what how tone deaf are we these days <clears throat> lost you again fuck um <laughs> you didn't hear any of that um no <laughs> okay well you can play it back in the recording and hopefully it sounds good <laughs> um <clears throat> but so, yeah, and now it's like, you know, look, if you, if she was a fucking trespasser at somebody's house. Yeah. If they would have had the right to shoot her ass. Yep. So you're telling me that her climbing through a window of a federal building with a group of people who are trying to overtake the building with weapons that somehow that's not a justified shooting. They told her, they told her multiple times, if you come in, we will have to shoot you period. And she thought, I guess that being a white woman was going to save her ass from getting shot. Well, guess what? That white privilege check came back insufficient funds, bitch, because now you're dead. <laughs> not the white privilege check bouncing, honey. Yeah. It sure did. Oh my god! But I just these people, I just the the I, and I've even seen some liberal people defending her, like Ew. saying, you know, you know, if you be, if you don't believe in people getting unarmed people getting shot, we should believe that across the board. It's like, I'm sorry, no. There is a huge difference between George Floyd, who was apprehended for a fucking counterfeit bill getting you know a, a knee on his neck until he died versus a large group of people riding to overtake a government building and trying to stage a fucking coup which by the way um i'm not in the military but i'm pretty sure if you're in the military and you commit treason uh, there are consequences for that. So she was a veteran and she knew good and goddamn well that she was committing an act against the U.S. government. 
So there's no excuse. I'm sorry. Well, and I think they can, uh, I think they can still dishonorable discharge or dishonorably discharge people from the armed services. Yes. Um, they, they can and they should because her stupid ass does not deserve to be considered a fucking veteran. And um, I don't know if her, if her husband's military as well or not, but... I, well, wait, was her husband with her at this event? No, you know? no, he was not with her. So oh, that's he, right, because he was, he was I, I remember reading those texts that she sent on the plane. <laughs> well, well, I remember. I'll, I'll, make sure, I'll make sure to watch my six. Oh <laughs> Bitch, my you should have been watching your 12. So I saw um, there was an interview with her husband uh, where he was out in California. And apparently when he, he had been texting her for a while and hadn't really heard back. So he like texted her for like a status update of like, oh, how's everything going? And then he saw the image of her being rolled out on the stretcher. And at that point, obviously, she wasn't identified. But he told this news station, he was like, I knew immediately that was her. Like, without a doubt, I knew that was her. So, yeah, he was not with her. I don't know if he's a Trump supporter. I assume. I don't. He I is. have no idea. Yeah. He is. Yeah, they're they're both huge MAGA QAnon people. Um, so, yeah, so this is, I mean, it's, it's really sad to see. I mean, there's, there's another video that I saw that was showing from the, I don't know who it was that was recording, but it shows the perspective, because, um, the, the legislators, they were hiding, like, in the balcony. Um, Yeah. And they were, there was a video that shows, like, um. Congresswoman Jayapal and a couple of other people and you could see that she was like she was shaking and she was terrified because this is this was like the part when they were they'd already made their way into the building and they were like trying to break the door down to get onto the floor of the house and um I guess by the time I mean eventually they did make it in but I guess by that time they had the authorities had like moved people into a secure location or something. I would have but, shit my pants immediately. Yeah, I mean think think about what that I mean, you have no idea what's going on. They thought they were saying they were saying they thought it was just, you know, some rowdy people that had made their way into the building and that it was going to be taken care of it you know they didn't it wasn't until they started trying to break down the door that they were like oh my god we're actually in danger and this is like a basically a terrorist attack i mean that's essentially what it was people don't want to call it what it is but it essentially was domestic terrorism yeah um but i can't imagine like you're stuck in that capitol building there's not enough police there and you don't have any weapons what are you supposed to do and you don't know how many people there are, where they, what part of the buildings they've gotten themselves into. See, that's the scarier you, part to me is that they're, you have no way of knowing where they actually are in the building. So if I run out of this room to run in this direction, am I running towards safety or disaster? Like the, I, oh my God, I'd probably be paralyzed with fear, shitting and crying in a corner. I, I don't, because how do you know which way to go? You don't. That's so, that is so terrifying. I would lose it. But I'm just like, I'm enjoying seeing in the days, 
following all these people get identified and arrested because many of them um, got arrested already that day or in, or like the next day by DC police for like local charges of unlawful entry. But now they're also getting arrested by the feds. <laughs> so, which it's like, I mean, this is serious shit. Like if you're, if federal agents show up to arrest you, like you're not going back home. You're going to be going away for a long time. Um, and there's all these people that are like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I got caught up in the moment and. <laughs> okay, <you> know, bye. <laughs> like, please forgive me. This is not who I am and blah, blah, blah. No, girl, it's you. We saw your post history. It's you. <laughs> there's this particular guy whose name I'm <clears throat> blanking on. I think his first name is Bruce and his last name is something with a lot of letters. Asshole. <laughs> He's. He lives in like a suburb of uh, Chicago and he's the CEO of some company and he'd already been arrested for unlawful entry by the local police, arrested and released. And so he was back at his house and the um, local news was showed up basically asking him, like, why did you do that? Like, what what do you have to say? And he's basically like, well, you know, I made a mistake and. I was just there to hear the speeches. I didn't I didn't mean to go I didn't mean to go inside the Capitol. I was just following the group and blah blah blah. They pushed me. And I'm like, I didn't mean to go in. <laughs> they pushed me. And I'm like, come on, dude. This was not just a situation of like, oh, we're just gonna peacefully and you know, neatly walk in a in a you know, in formation into the Capitol to check out the fucking view. Like this was you were you could clearly tell that the group that you were in was violently overtaking the building, like you knew that. <laughs> yeah. So don't try to sit here now. You just thought that you weren't going to get caught. You thought, oh, you know, it's this big group and they're not going to be able to know who was what, you know, and I'm just going to be here and do my thing and then I'm going to leave. You didn't think you were going to be able to be identified and found. You didn't think there were going to be any consequences. And yet, here we are. So, miss me with the fucking bullshit. And then he, so he posted his apology on Twitter and conveniently deleted his entire Twitter history so we can't see what the fuck he was tweeting beforehand. <laughs> because you know it was all, because it's all, I'm sure his lawyer told him to do that because anything he may have said can be used to prove what his intent was in going there. Yeah. But... I'm like, y'all cannot sit here and act like you just got caught up in the motherfucking moment when so many of you had weapons and all this other shit. There's this, oh my God, I, I forget. I think I did send it to you. The two people who, the one woman, <laughs> the one woman who was literally holding a sign that said, don't tread on me. And her ass got trampled to death. <laughs> you did send me that. You stupid bitch. <laughs> Oh my god! First of all, no, I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. And her what, fucking family is like wanting us to feel sorry for her and shit. Girl, bye. What cracks me up is the the juxtaposition between the before and after photos of them like all happy and smiling and running around during the riot, and then the mugshot photos where they they have yeah. like a thousand yard stare. Well, there was another guy who. Um, was a part of it who 
I mean, his social media had some crazy shit on it. He, I mean, he was talking about... Let me see if I can find exactly what he said. Because somebody posted... Um, let's see. Okay, here it is. Yeah. So these were the statements that he had posted on his social media in the weeks prior. I'm in. Call me. I have guns and ammo. Let's take this fucking country back. Load your guns and take to the streets. Maybe Nancy Pelosi will get it and die. And we can't stop a fucker from cheating an election. The only Republican with balls is Trump. You fuckers aren't doing shit to help Trump instead of posting this bullshit. You should be doing something else to help Trump. So this is what he posted on his social media regarding this particular event. And then he's got a photo of him in his fucking house standing in front of his Christmas tree holding two big-ass rifles, one in each hand, and then has two pistols in his waistband. So his name was Kevin Greeson. Now, Kevin Greeson is dead. He was in in the process of trying to steal a painting, and his dumb ass tasered himself in the balls and had a heart attack. Oh my god. I'm not joking. He did. He 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 had the taser in his pocket, I guess, and somehow it went off and he he tased himself like four or five times in oh the Oh my god. <laughs> and now he's dead. Oh my god. That's <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Can you imagine? First of all, can you imagine dying for Donald Trump in the first place? Let's just start with that. I can't imagine that. I also can't imagine dying. I can't even imagine being tased, let alone dying from a taser. Holy shit. I hadn't heard that. But bitch, imagine people showing up for your funeral and being like, how did he die? Oh, he tasered himself in the balls. Like, uh, this is your legacy. Bitch, this is going to be on the family tree. This is going to be on (laughs) Ancestry.com. So what I am curious about, though, is what is Ashley Babbitt's funeral going to look like? Is that going to turn into like a pseudo Trump rally where everyone, all these Trumpies are going to show up there to like support her and honor her? Is that? Probably. Because I don't even know how hand like, how are we handling funerals during COVID? Um... Most of the people that I've, like, I had um, a family member die, and um, we just, we, I think it was, like, pretty much at the beginning of COVID. So, it was, I think it was, like, in April. And so, at that time, we thought that the lockdowns, were, like, we were going to do the lockdowns for, like, a month, and then we were going to go back to normal at that time. But then it didn't. So, we, they started planning a funeral, and then we just ended up canceling it altogether. Um, but I've seen people doing like virtual funerals or like where it'll be just the immediate family that's there at the funeral, like doing the service and, and the pastor or whatever. Um, and they record it and just stream it for everybody else to, to watch. But um, I don't know what the, I don't know if funeral homes are sp- specifically mentioned in any of these like lockdown orders, like if you're allowed to do them or not. Like, I would think but, they would be an essential business because, I mean, they yeah. 
you know, do autopsies and, you know, right. I mean, I'm, sure, that, I'm but... sure they would be considered essential for like handling of the bodies, but um, having that many people under one roof in one room yeah, is, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same as basically a bar or a restaurant. So, um, and then you've also got, and it's, and, and you've got people like crying and stuff. And, you know, so there's all these, air there's all these respiratory droplets like it's so yeah i don't i don't know but mm. um who knows but is she is she originally from maryland she uh i just know that she lived in maryland in huntingtown maryland and annapolis um because there was a baltimore sun article about her that got posted because i'm not gonna lie though when you texted me like, oh, she's from Maryland. I was like, I know his ass is lying right now. He's trying to punk me <laughs> into believing because I know you love to trick me. So I was like, oh, yeah, was she? And then you sent the article and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know if she's from Maryland, but she definitely lived here. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, <clears throat> if they were even thinking about having a funeral, where they would have it, if they would have it in San Diego or... Oh, wait, is, was it San Diego or was there another part of L.A.? I mean, another I thought it was Long Beach. Um, let's see. Ashley. Ashley Babbitt. Oh, she, it says she's from Ocean Beach. I don't know where the fuck that is. Ocean Beach, California. Okay, it's, it's it says it's in San Diego County. So San Diego is is one of the redder parts of <clears throat> California. So because well, um, all the navy stuff out there. Yeah. Um so it wouldn't shock me if they did have a funeral for her and all these MAGA people showed up. Um but uh Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Um I just don't have sympathy for any of these people. It's like you knew what you were. I mean, I could. I guess I could say there are some people who genuinely support Trump and believe that he's been cheated or whatever, and they were there to just be a part of an event. Fine, but once you fucking breached the Capitol and you went inside, you knew what the fuck you were doing. You knew exactly what you were doing. So I don't buy the bullshit. <laughs> It's always after the fact once there's consequences. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. You know, I got caught up in the moment. Bitch, bye. Well, and the, what I don't understand either, and I don't know what group this is. I think this is a separate group from the Proud Boys, but those uh, hoodies and sweatshirts with the 6MWE acronym for 6 million wasn't enough. Sorry, say that again. There's there's a group. It, they're similar to the Proud Boys, but it's a different group. But they were a bunch. There were a bunch of them at the riot with sweatshirts on that had six M W E written on it, which stood for six million wasn't enough. They're this hugely like anti-Semitic group, and they have uh, on six, like six million, as in six million Jews killed in the Holocaust. Correct. So I don't remember the name, um, but they, there are a bunch of pictures of them there uh, and 
people with Camp Auschwitz shirts on, like... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That is the, they are associated with the Proud Boys. My bad. Um, well, that's scary. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, I mean, it's, there, there's, I think we're going to learn a lot more in the coming weeks, especially after Biden takes over the Justice Department. Yeah. Um, Congress is also doing their own investigation. Amy Klobuchar is in charge of the Senate Judiciary Committee's investigation, which, you know, if she's in charge of it, she's going to certainly get to the bottom of get to the bottom of it. Um, she's a former prosecutor and she's really tough and smart. Um, and uh, I, I mean, What's really scary to me is it's clear that uh, certain individuals in the Capitol Police were complicit, either yeah. either um, in a premeditated way or in the moment. And um, Jim Clyburn was on CNN the other day talking about how the actual offices of the senior members of Congress are in are like hidden away like they're not in obvious places so if, if you were to go to his office where it says like jim clyburn his name on the on the thing the part that you would think is his office is not where they went they went to the hidden part oh my god so he's yes so meaning somebody had to have told them where these offices were located yeah and so that's either capitol police and or and I think it's very likely that it was actual Congress members and Ugh. or their st and or their staff who were complicit in this in in organizing and helping these people to organize and telling them where to go. Because remember, we now have uh, several like QAnon people that are in Congress now for on the Republican side, and so it very well could have been one of them, um, but people are going to get to the bottom of it and I just can't wait to see them all in prison quite frankly um so that's all of that mess um there's going to be more that's going to be unfolding over the next couple of weeks and probably months as these they continue I mean every day there's more and more people arrested and sadly more people that we're learning are two-part episode we had so much to say we had to build this out into two parts 
If you want to hear the next episode, go into your feed. It should be available right now to continue listening. <laughs>